Hello and welcome to Down to Earth Convos Down Under, episode 25. In this episode, Paula Hart joins us to talk financial patience, giving every dollar a job, setting your kids up for financial success, and more. Quick disclaimer, no financial advice is given within this video. Hart Partners is not authorized to provide financial advice. For financial advice, you should speak to a registered, authorized representative of an Australian financial services licensee. Hi there, Paula Hart. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Welcome to Lessons I Don't Teach in School. Now, Paula, I'm going to formally introduce you to our audience, who I remind you again are parents raising teenagers, and we're all about raising family financial intelligence, and that's where you and I are aligned. So, Paula, great. Get into it. So, Paula... Paula is the founder of Heart Partners, a boutique accounting practice with a focus of helping her clients not only with tax planning and ATO compliance requirements, but more importantly, Paula helps her clients get out of the chaos of bank balance, accounting so that they are being paid for their effort in business and the business is turning a profit, that they are putting profit first. Paula is also passionate about helping individuals get their money under control so that they're not spending more than they earn. And as she would say, turn their focus on to giving every dollar a job. Paula is passionate about helping our youth become more financially aware, financially independent. Paula has offices in Melbourne and has opened most recently on the beautiful Sunshine Coast where I'm joining with Paula right now. Paula loves to help businesses work smarter, not harder. It's all about profit. Welcome, Paula. Wonderful. Thank you, Ellie. Thanks for the lovely introduction. It's my pleasure. It's so lovely to have you. Now, the first thing we're going to be, we we are going to be covering today a few of your tips around finding, making sure every dollar has a job. Yep. And you're going to share a few practical tips that, that our audience can take away and start implementing straight away, which we love. Yeah, great. Yep. Now, one thing that I'm hearing so much about, which I just thought we might open on this one, is this afterpay. Do you want yes. to chat about afterpay and the pros and cons about this this phenomenon, this financial phenomenon? Yeah, it's sort of they, you know, the afterpay is they make it like it's a new lay-by. But the problem is, I see it is like I believe if you can't afford to just buy something outright, you don't buy, you don't have it because often it's just luxury spending, impulse spending, that type of thing. Yes. So you're much better off putting the money aside and we'll sort of go through that a little bit later um, than just go, oh, okay, just put it on afterpay and then paying it off because you sort of see a lot of young people that have multiple afterpays and it all catches up. It's like a, you know, a snowball you know, starts off a little snowball and then by the time it goes down the end of the hill, it's massive. So, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan, not a big fan of really all those afterpay. You know, I'm a big believer in you you saving up um, and we'll go later on talk about how it's splitting up your money. So, you know, saving, if you're wanting that new couch, you know, if you're wanting, because um, people even put in these buy now, pay later holidays, for instance. Mm that you actually save up for it yourself. And then once you've got the money, then you can pay for it outright. I just think it just teaches this whole, you know, it, it buys into the whole, you know, um, instant gratification. I need it now, so I just want it now. So I'm not, not a big fan. Um, they say a lot of millennials, you know, there's a big uptake on all of that. 
Um, the good news is millennials apparently, you know, not getting credit cards, which is great because one of the first tips I give people is cut up your credit card. So it's good that that's, you know, the credit card numbers are actually going down. Um, but yeah, not a big fan of the afterpay. I think they seem to be a little bit more disciplined in not letting people have multiple um, ones on the go and things like that. Um, but the ones like yeah, your Harvey Normans, if you don't pay it off in the 36 months, they hit with a massive amounts of interest. And let's face it, these businesses providing, because um, they, the, these credit places are actually uh, providing the funding so they're in the business of making money. So who are they making the money off? It's the consumer at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, not a big fan. Mm. No, I'm not a big fan either. And I think that, yeah, you touched on that delaying instant gratification. And I, my mum used to talk about patience, financial patience, and we really need to learn financial patience because our kids, our millennials, our future generations, yeah, they, they're conditioned to live in the now instant gratification. They download everything from, they get their Uber Eats delivered, their movies delivered, yeah. where, and that waiting process is missing. And we were taught as young kids that patience is a virtue, good things yeah. come to those who wait. I think patience is an incredible virtue to have and when we talk yeah. in finance financial patience is a trait of the financially successful so i i would write a chapter i've written a tra chapter on that alone so thanks for sharing your ideas i just wanted to see where you sit on that and i knew you yeah. have some golden nuggets to share thank you yeah. for that. so moving on then so thanks for touching on that i'm hoping our listeners got a grasp of the message loud and clear which was afterpay is not financial patience and that's not teaching the kids to wait and earn wait and and save and earn the right to spend that's right you know and and we sort of come up with like showing our age but in the where and even our like our parent generation like i remember my mum had little canisters you know and she would actually put like money aside in the little canisters and they didn't sort of if they didn't have the money they didn't buy it and you know, like if you sort of save, you know, you know, put money aside and save each week, and then when you finally purchase it, you know, you have a real sense of achievement. Whereas if you just go here, there, it, I, I personally think it just loses something. Whereas if you know that you've, you know, you've saved up, you've worked hard, and it's taking you six, you know, possibly maybe even longer to actually um, save for an item, you really appreciate it. You know the hard effort that you've actually put in. You know. Very true. And they value it. So the They're best valuable. way, yeah, the 100%. best way to value your items and your whatever you have that you've used with your hopefully hard-earned money or not hard-earned money, yeah. but you've earned it, then you value it. The best way to value it is to earn it. And 100%. Yeah. 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 So these lessons aren't taught in our school. So today you are going to be sharing like we're lucky that we've we've got a finance background and, and I, I don't know whether it's innate or what whatever it is but it's I, I just feel that you know I tuned into these lessons from my mum and yes. you shared your one with your mum about the canisters my mum actually I remember so this is showing my age I think it was the early 70s when the colour tv came out now yeah. my mum was a primary school teacher savvy and and, and earned before spending, lived within yeah. her means, like she told us to, live beneath the means. 
And my mum, I remember my mum saying, us kids started to ask for a colour television. We need to take one person yeah. in the street with a second person in the street to get one. Mum said that she deliberately delayed getting the colour TV because we asked for it, even though she could have oh, yeah. time, just to teach us that lesson <laughs> of delayed instant gratification. So it's um, it's very, very, we need to drill this home. because 100%, 100%, yeah. Because and, and that's the thing, and we often learn our money habits from our from our parents, you know, and it's not something that they really teach at school, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, the school should be, you know, teaching a little bit more about how how it all works and how, you know, when you want to, you know, leaving school, um, you know, leaving home and just having those good money habits. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Starts early, starts from our parents, dropping those yeah. seeds down. So moving on then, what would you like to start with when we're talking about giving every dollar a job? Yes, so this giving every dollar a job, I read this great book, so I'll credit um, his name is Jesse Meckham from um, you, Need a, you Need a Budget. And the one thing that really stood out from that, this concept of give every dollar a job, and I just love it because it's, I think it's just so easy to sort of understand um, and what it is, is you have to get your money working for you. Like if you don't give it a job, it will find a job. So it's like, is you know, um, like, you know, you might be working, you, you know, we've got a limited amount of money that comes in each week, potentially if you're a, you know, PAYG employee. So what's the best use of that dollar? Because once, once you've spent it, it's gone, you know, if you spend it on discretionary spend. So is there a better use of that dollar? Um, and I think if people have that focus in mind, when they go out to the shops, if they, you know, see this nice, shine, you know, nice new bag and think, oh, gee, I really want it, you have to ask yourself, do I, do I really need it? Why, you know, why am I wanting it? And just walk around. And most of the time, you don't, you don't need it. It's just a want. Um, and that money is better spent, you know, put aside and, you know, like investing so that that money um, if you look at, you know, the compound interest effect is actually working for you. But, you know, we obviously, you know, you know, that's fine. You need to see a financial planner if you want you know, advice on um, how to invest your money. Um, but it's really looking at everything you do is at the best, you know, um, job for that dollar. And it could be in terms of in everything that you sort of spend, like, for instance, your telephone bill, is there a better plan that you could be on? Um, because the reality is most, and my experience as an accountant, I see, you know, people's income going from, you know, um, low income and then, you know, working up and, you know, earning a lot more money and their spending just increases, you know? So I don't know about you. I remember when I was at, you know, uni, $50 seemed to go a very long way. <laughs> In terms of, because, you know, you didn't have... It, like taking it, you know, taking away the inflationary effect on money, but because you didn't have a lot, you you made sure that that fifty dollars was spent wisely. But as you you know earn more money, it's like oh, you know, you're not buying it. You close at Kmart or Target. You think oh, I'll go to Country Road now, or you know, you just <laughs> you just up market. So um, yeah, and the the other sort of thing is like people you know start working for instance they might think oh, okay I'm going to buy my lunch every 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 day or that cup of coffee um I can't you know 
I was recently, you know, from Melbourne, very big coffee culture. You know, there's always a person walking down with their coffee cup in their hand. Now, you can still have your coffee, but what if you just, you know, brought a coffee machine at home and brought it in from home? You know, so if you look at that, you can save quite a bit of money. Like if you say the average coffee is four, you know, four to five, four dollars. You know, if you're working, you know, 48 hours, um, 48 weeks of the year. So that's $960 just on coffee. So if you brought a machine and then if it costs you a dollar, you know, you're saving a lot of money. And then this, you know, if you do this in all areas, it's incredible the amount of money that you can save. And you're actually not missing out. You know, that's the thing. You're still getting your coffee, but you're doing it in a smarter way. Excellent. You've got some yeah. brought up some great points there too. So, firstly, I um, yeah, great analogy because coffee is a big thing there. Yeah, you know, going out for dinner, alcohol, like you know, eating out as opposed to eating at home, you can save money. And particularly alcohol, it's another big yes. thing. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, smoking cigarettes. It's not only a health hazard, but it's a financial hazard. So, David Bark has that latte factor. That's that calculator online where you can punch in figures and okay, work out. Yeah. So it's just a handy little tool that people can look up. Br- so that's great. So maybe notes. we could link that below because that's yep. a really you know great way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. It's called the Latte yeah. Factory. He wrote a book about it. It's pretty easy to understand. Yeah. And for example, I um I know I, I brought this up in previous podcasts. The Millionaire Next Door. It's it's amazing how those little things do add up. Yeah. And for me, he talks about like there's three different sort of groups of people. There's those that have a budget, which some people don't like that budget and that fear of missing out, sacrifice, yeah. going without. You brought that up. So that's very, um, it's very worthwhile saying that because we don't want to go without and sacrifice. We just want to find a cheaper, better alternative to save money. Pay yourself first. That's right. Yeah. And and really, and the whole like budgeting, like nobody likes budgeting, you know, and it's not a matter of, it's you actually, and I'll sort of go, you you know, you separate out your money, you know, Um, and it's just being disciplined with your money. You know, because nobody likes to, you know, calculate, you know, every, oh, like, what am I spending each, you know, precisely to the dollar? I remember I did have one client, he knew exactly to the dollar. He used to record his coffees, each, you know, everything. You think, oh, like, <laughs> like, you don't want to go to that extent. You just need to separate out your money and you know how much you can splurge. Because, you know, we all, you know, occasionally, you know, splurge on something. But it can't be a regular sort of occurrence, you know, if you want to be, you know, create wealth and actually, um, you know, be, you know, be, be free in making sure that your money is working um, in the right way for you, you know. Because we all know, like, we all work hard, you know, to earn our money, that we need to make sure that we're, you know, it's not going out the other end <laughs> unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah, literally where the other end is. Yeah. I, I, like <laughs> I like what you say there because I believe we work, we should work. If we work hard for our money, we should work just equally as hard to save it, to keep it. Oh, yeah, correct. Say, yeah, seek, correct. Seek financial advice to find out how to grow our money the best way. So that's just another yeah. whole area that we won't be going into today. But that's, yeah, delaying instant gratification, that starts with a D and having the discipline. Yeah. Discipline to actually stop and wait. Think about it. Walk away. Co- correct. And, like, sit on it. Like, you know, um, don't bite straight away. You know, go home. Like, I know when I've done that, like, the next day it's like, oh, don't even want it. And the amount of people that you, like, you hear, you know, that, you know, people giving clothes away, for example, to Goodwill, that have still got the tags on them. Yeah. You know? 
So that just clearly shows it was just an impulse buy. So we've got to get away from this impulse um, buying, you know, buying, like, do you really need it? Like how many, like how many pairs of shoes you know, do you need or bags? So, you know, as I said, is there a better use for that $100, you know, putting it away? You know, if, if your goal, ultimate goal is to buy a house or to go on that, you know, that holiday, it's better doing that or, you know, invest in getting it, you know, whether it's in whatever investment you choose, um, is that a better use for it, you know? Excellent point. So you just brought up, that's like having a why, isn't it? And if we're talking about our yeah. millennials or school leavers, high school kids that are not nudging outside their comfort zone to get to earn themselves an income, a little to earn themselves a little bit of independence, I yeah. believe they need a little bit of a, a why, like a reason why to actually nudge outside and step outside the comfort zone. It's a bit daunting and scary for them. And yeah. for me, for those parents that are listening, I'd be saying, you know, I'd be letting the the parents know just to turn the financial tap down a little bit so it gives the kids a reason why to yeah. to go out and earn money would you agree with that sort of scenario yeah yeah definitely and they can you know do all like I've got a, a 13 year old and um she's always like what can I do to earn money you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder where she gets that from and, it, and, it's, and it's like oh well, you could and a day came up okay you could list list all the jobs and then we'll pay and it was quite well, she it lasted a little while because it was quite disciplined. And the other day, um, I said, well, like in Queensland, you get cash back for cans. I said, well, you could actually go and collect cans, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, because her brother plays cricket. I said, when we're at grounds, you could collect, collect cans. You know, that's an easy way because, you know, she can't, um, like she you know, would love to sort of babysit and the like, but um, um but, you know, there's ways and sort of, you know, help your kids to be creative in trying to, you know, earn money and um, think of ways that they can actually generate, you know. It's like we've sort of got a little bit of land now that, you know, selling some of the, you know, the, the, the food on a little stall outside the property, you know, that type of thing. So, so they see, you know, if they can see this connection between, okay, if I put in effort, I'm going to get, you know, get something back and then, um, and then save it and, you know, save it up for, for you know, your your goal, like what you you know what you what you um, you know whether yeah whether it's a holiday or you know that like if they're young, you know that that oh, I don't want to say toy, but you know that might be sporting equipment that they want rather than as a parent just okay we'll just go out and buy it for you. You know they have to earn it because I think you touched on it before. I think if you really work hard for you, just appreciate it. So you know if the kids have you know that they've they've actually put their blood, sweat and tears into it. They're going to look after that item, you know. That's so true, yeah. They're going to value it, appreciate it. And it's actually yeah. a little bit what you described there with, you know, selling fruit if, you, if you've got it, lucky enough to have a beautiful property that producing fruit. It's, a, it's an entrepreneurial trait, isn't it, that we're yeah. teaching in our kids to get innovative and creative to find ways about earning money if they don't want to go out and work for someone else they can yeah create a hundred percent business or something yeah it's yeah. like Carla like my daughter she's very creative so she makes these beautiful little craft box so she she sells them to people you know so it's little things like that it's just you know like all of us can do something it's just a matter of um you know working out and sticking with you know um just applying yourself really that's yeah. right. And there's lots of technology that's helping us with this too, like uh, the marketplace, buy and sell. You can oh, sell yeah, unwanted yeah. things around the home that you don't love and appreciate. Time to move that's the right. 
a lot of my kids did that in the early early days before even yeah. marketplace was there or buy and sell whatever it's called yeah so that's and that's, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's actually touching on like with the parent like you know toys like you know, I personally believe, you know, kids get so many toys, you know, at Christmas time and birthdays, there's just an abundance. It's like so much and, and they can't play with them all, you know, and, oh, well, if one breaks, oh, well, that's all right, I've got another one. So it's really, um, you know, it's, you know, less is more. Less is more. Love less that. More. It's, you know, it's just teaching them that, you know, you don't need all this, you know, because at the end of the day, like, we, they much rather your your you being present with them than presence, yep. you know. And, you know, putting that money for you, you know, if you've got a budget aside that you spend, put half of it into a, you know, into a savings account, you know, investment account. That would be better um, than just giving them a constant supply of an endless supply of toys. You know? That's right. Yep. I've heard the best um, spend quality time with your kids rather than spend money on them. They value yeah, that correct. way more. Oh, 100%. I yeah. And, oh, I, and I think if you ask most kids, they say that they just want you, you know, want you to be, you know, just spend time with them, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's right. It's a very precious thing that we can't get back. And we're all yeah, have yeah. the same amount of time in a day. And uh, from a parent who's raised my three kids, they're young adults now, oh, I put the quality time in. Well, I believe, you know, of course we think yeah, we're yeah. parents, but I really see the rewards of actually putting that time to the kids. And and your kids learn from what you do. And I keep bringing this yeah, up in the podcast, yeah. you know, that exemplification is the best teacher. Yeah. Einstein's quote there. I think it's really great that our parents start to, if you want your kids to be money savvy and financially independent, we need to just demonstrate that as well yeah. ourselves. Oh, so, 100%, 100%, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they learn from, you know, they definitely, you know, learn from you. You know, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's, um, and, that's, and that's it. And I think as parents, you know, like I know my role as a parent is just to be able to, to know that my children can be, fi- you know, financially independent, that, that I'm giving them the skills that they can navigate this world in. That's, that's my job, you know. That's your um, job. Yeah. So um, that's, that's excellent. And they're, they're lucky because you're in finance, you're an accountant, and there's a lot of kids out there that don't have financially savvy, money savvy mums like you and yeah. I are and my mum was and probably your mum. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say to the parents out there, Paula, that have got the young teenagers or even young adults who've got the kids still living at home? What would you say to those parents? You know, do they earn their keep, earn their chores? Or- yeah, look, I... I Definitely, definitely, they've got to, you know, be paying. Um, like, if, I'll go in before I sort of answer that. I'll go into. Um, I don't know. The one book I would get everyone to read as a young adult would be um, Scott Pape's *The Barefoot Investor*. Yeah, it's a great one. Right, it's it's great. You know, I wish I had it early on because it just teaches good discipline, and it basically. Um, and this is what I sort of teach. There's another book called Profit First. I go through with my clients, business clients, and it's a very similar concept to Scott Papes. You, like, you make sure that you are, um, you know, saving first before you spend. So you're putting money aside for saving. You don't, okay, you might have a part-time job and whatever, okay, I'm spending, oh, I've only got a little bit left over. You actually put your savings aside 
so you know how much you've got left for that discretionary, you know, spending if it's, you know, going out with your friends and so forth. So Scott Pape, he, you know, splits money into various categories. And I've got a great little um, diagram on there. And I'll get Ali if you could, you know, put it up or, um, you know, attach it. And okay. it's basically splitting your money into like daily, like living. And, but you have to be honest with your living costs. I've, I've heard all sorts of, you know, people trying to justify, you know, a, a, one of their expenses, it's a necessary <laughs> expense. But, you know, yeah. people need to step back and really look at it objectively. So it's things like, you know, um, like rent, you know, um, paying, um, like if you're owning a property, you know, rates, you know, interest, you know, your mortgage repayments, um, if you're renting, like, I, I think that's, yeah, like, you know, rent, insurance, you know, all, you know, groceries and so forth. Like you have to ha have those in order to, to live. So they're your living costs and you separate the money out. Now, my advice for any younger is that they utilise, um, they might be, you know, working part-time, still living at home, but they actually put, separate their money into these different categories. So it's, it's living, it's um, splurge, it's a savings. And it's a uh, like an investment account to actually have that practice because you're then, you know, setting yourself up ready so that when you do go out, when you do have a um, like a, you know, renting a property, you've got that discipline. You've actually got the money in the account. Now, your daily, they say, you know, Scott, that 60% of your income should go towards into your living expenses, right? If you're living at home, that will be a smaller percentage, but the additional, like you put 60% away, but you actually put it into like an investment account, but you're putting that money aside, getting ready for when you do actually leave home and got all these additional bills, you know, because, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the unpaid, they don't realise because, you know. They haven't moved out. <laughs> they haven't moved, moved out, out of home. Like, as a parent, you know what I mean? You just you just pay on all these bills, but it's it's good to, like I'll, you know, talk to my kids, oh, you know, the electricity bill is X amount of dollars. You know, or water's come in. So they actually know it's not just this, you know, oh, magical, you know, that you don't have to pay for these services, you know. Yeah, magical um, universe that doesn't, that, that the electricity is, and water yeah, is that's free. Right. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like, you know, when your kids are really little, they think, um, oh, you just go to the ATM and it just spits out money. How wonderful is that? <laughs> yeah, and in my nursery, I had to bring up my kids, which, um, you know, I've been bringing them up to be money savvy all my life. And, we, you know, yeah. that common saying, money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah, we yeah. grow trees for a living. It was like trees. a really... It was a paradox statement, but they right. say, hey, do grow. it does grow on dreams. Yeah, I know. Where's the money? <laughs> it's like, yeah, so it, it's really getting into that. And there's a great, um, in the book, um, it's a profit first book, he talks about this a concept, Parkinson's Law, which I think is a really great concept to actually know. And it was by the modern philosopher named C. Northcote Parkinson in 1955. Um which is that the demand for something expands to match its supply. Okay, Got so it. I'll just repeat that. The demand for something expands to match its supply. So it's like, you know, if, if you want to, for instance, lose weight, right? They always say, instead of, you know, having a bigger plate, you know, just, just move to a smaller plate. And 
you know, put your food on that so you're not eating as much and you don't feel like you're missing out. But whereas if you, you know, fill up the plate, you'll just eat it because it's there. So the supply is there. So you'll just consume it. Same with money. And as I touched on before, like, I, you know, I see that as people earn more money, they spend more because there's more there. It just got, you know, they just, they just spend more accordingly. So it's, again, it's really just being focused and conscious of um, um, just keeping your spending in control. You know, yeah. so that's the Parkinson Parkinson law. Parkinson's law, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. That's uh, yeah, that's very pertinent. I reckon I've noticed that with a lot of people. I remember, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 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 very it's very important that that the money doesn't burn a hole in the pocket. That's another yeah, 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 that's saying. Right. Money that's burns right. a hole in your pocket. There's people who just have to spend it if they've got yeah, it. Cor- correct, because it's there. Like, oh, gee, I've got money in my wallet. Oh, okay, I can spend, you know. Whereas if it wasn't there, they wouldn't spend it. And it's similar, like, you know, just another analogy is like a school assignment, you know, for child, you know, if they've got, hey, you've got two weeks to get this school project done, you know, they'll – you know, delay and like, you know, spend all this time and it'll take the two weeks where we say if they're told you've got two days, bang, I'll get it done in two days. So it's sort of just, you know, across like lots of different facets, but it, it's just true. You just got to be, you know, just conscious of that. That's, um, you know, and, and I think then that's why putting the money into separate accounts and that's like my, uh, with the canisters, and we don't have to go back to the canisters days, even though I personally think if we went back to cash, people would be more in control of their money, personally, because I think this whole tap, tapping and everything like that, you lose a... Because you're not physically touching the money. You're not, like, say if something was $100, if you had to put out, you know, five $20 bills, you'd be thinking, oh, do I really want that? Whereas with a card, it's like tap, tap. You know, there's that, I don't think there's that connection, that physical connection with, so I personally, like, I want to still live in a cash economy, (laughs) you know, I don't want to go to a, you know, a cashless economy. Um, And I, as I said, I think people's money woes would be less if we all just went back to, you know, paying more for cash. Cash, that's right. So, yeah, yeah money's become invisible. I 100% agree. And I think the concept for young people, they may not know a lot differently. Well, soon, once they abolish cash, which is, you know, it's, it's yeah, well, that's, well, yeah, that's right. That's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, that is. but the thing is, we can sort of go in the 21st century and having separate accounts and you separate out your money so that you, you know, you're not putting all your money in one account and you say, oh, gee, I've got all this money I can spend you're separating it out so that, okay, and again, that Parkinson's law, you know, that's, um, you, you're not tempted to spend it. Excellent. You know, and that and that brings me up to, that won't be the conversation for today because we're not touching on investments, yeah. but I'm just writing out all these Ds. Before we wrap up, I can I can see that you've, you've been, you've introduced a few things that I've picked up on, delaying instant yeah. gratification, like earn the right, save first before spending. Delayed yeah. instant gratification is a trait of the financially successful. Differentiating between needs and wants, the things that yes. within, like live beneath your means, within your needs, and yeah. spend on needs rather than wants, which is discretionary spending. We call it in economic terms, and yeah. that's related to the afterpay scenario that we started and opened with. And having the discipline, another D, another D word. 
Yes. And the last right. one, when you were saying about splitting them up into their jars, that teaches them about diversifying their maybe just a, another trait to keep your money, you know, when yeah, you're correct. investing later. It's like teaching your kids to actually diversify and not put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to investing. Yeah, yeah, correct. And then yeah. spending the rest, which I love that one. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. Anything you want to add today? Because I think it's been a great conversation. Great conversation. Yeah, well, I think they're the, the main points. And I think, you know, to have, like, I love examples because I learn by stories and everything like that. And if people sort of think about, just think of a tube of toothpaste, right? So money is very much like, our spending is very much like a tube, a tube of toothpaste. You know, when you first get the tube, it's like big and you put the big swirl on your toothbrush and you think, put it under the tap so, you know, moistens the, and it drops drops in the sink, slides off, drops in. But that's okay. I've got plenty more. So you put another big swirl on and you brush your teeth and you go about your day. And then when you look in the cupboard and you think, oh, oh, don't have any toothpaste. You, you. You know, you roll it out, you flatten it and you push it up and then it sinks back down and you like squeeze it and try to get your, you know, your toothbrush on to get that little bit of toothpaste and you brush your teeth and it does a job. Well, money is very much the same. Like if you've got an oversupply, you know, if you've got all, you know, this money in your wallet to spend, no worries, I've got plenty, you know. Whereas if it's, if it's, um, if you haven't got much left, it's like, okay, what do I need? What what are the must-haves that I have to spend it on, you know? So you actually force into that situation. Um, so I sort of think, if you know, think of the, you know, a tooth, toothpaste tube and, um, and if people can just, you know, just really think about their spending. Do they need it, you know? Um, is there a better, you know, use of that, of that money, you know? Um, buying in bulk, you know, with your food instead of like short, small little, shops you know how much food are you actually wasting are you actually you know buying too much and then you're finding you're throwing it out well that's all just money you know you wouldn't get a you know a 20 dollar bill and just put a lighter to it would you no but that's it but that's in effect what people are doing you know when they're just throwing things out or not um you know just just being smarter you know buying things when they're on special you know um because let's like even if it is discretionary the shops are always got sale, you know, at, yep. at some point. So, you know, have a rule. Like I have a rule. I don't buy anything at full price, you know. So, Me too. Correct. One of my you rules. Know? And when you do these things, these smart, savvy tips that you're sharing right now, when you do that over like daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. year after year, you definitely have more money at the end of the day to invest oh, on the things that will earn you a return rather than cost you. Yeah, correct. You're correct. And the thing is, it's incredible. And like um, you can easily do this, like most of the banks have, you know, these loan calculators that if you, you know, just pay, pay an extra $50 off your loan each week, you're cutting down years off a mortgage, you know. Imagine that freedom and that, you know, that, that relief, you know, not having to have a mortgage, you know, much better than, okay, I've, I've, you know, I've had two coffees a day, you know. You know, if you can cut off years of your mortgage, well, I know what a better use of that money is. That's so, right. Yeah, you, you know. can pay $50 extra a week or you can change, like I learned years ago, right from the very beginning, you change it to fortnightly payments instead Correct. of yeah. monthly and you're not yeah. you're paying 52 
you you, you yeah, gain yeah, four extra, weeks, yeah, four extra payments, yeah, and that over time, right. you know, can knock years off your loan. And also, you being an accountant, and me in my earlier days as an accountant, I love going to the wherever I'm spending money. And the first question I ask is, "Is this a tax deduction?" And that's why we need someone like you, Paula. Where can people find out more about you and your your practices, your offices, your oh, right. Sunshine well, Coast now? Yeah, so, you know, head over to heartpartners.com.au. So I love dealing with, you know, um, small businesses, just helping them. Um, just the mindset of actually putting profit first that they're actually making money. It's all about the bottom line. You know, we want to work smarter, not harder. Um, yeah, you know, I offer a free, you know, 15-minute um, consultation. Um, yeah, so I just, I just love helping, just helping people. I know you do. It's been a pleasure and you've changed my life as in I've got more time to spend more quality time with my family due to that that awesome program, Zero. And I know that I love to share with others that, yeah. um, you know, connect with your accountant, not after the fact, not after 30th of no, June. No, that's right. You've and got to yeah. get on before. So we connect lots of times during the year and I think that's a wonderful part of your, your packaging 100%. and programming yeah. and everything that you do and you're just seeing yeah. Yeah, saving us money, making us more consciously aware of figures and and ratios, and you do it in very simple terms too. Yeah, to thanks. Yeah, clients. thanks. Yeah, I like to you know not use a lot of jargon, and and I want people to speak to you know talk to me. So you know, pick up the phone because there's no silly question you know yeah. on on these things. It's just you know it's um you're better off you know speaking and finding the answer and making sure that you know you are doing things correctly and you know on the right track. And we're making sure that every dollar has a job. Thank every you. Every dollar has a job. Yeah. Thank and you. Such a simple say. Every dollar has a job. Yeah. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Lessons I Don't Teach at School, Dandeworth Combos Down Under, talking finance, raising family, financial intelligence. Thank you, Paula Hart from Heart Partners. Wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Ellie. Thanks for thanks for your time and the opportunity. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you too. Okay.